0: Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast, the show that provides a platform for self-made entrepreneurs to share their stories on how they got where they are today. If you're a budding entrepreneur or a business owner looking for further inspiration, education, or motivation, then look no further. This is the show for you. And now, let's get started with your host, Zach Duggar. Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now there's a quote from a poem written by Robert Burns that says, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Now there are things that we do in life that we plan for and we are seeking that don't often occur the way that we had planned them. But as we persevere through it, we can accomplish the goal that was set before us. Now, my guest today, Jamie Morocco, is going to tell us a little bit about her story and about some plans that didn't quite go the way that they had originally been planned, at least time-wise, but over time became a success that she's experiencing today. Now, Jamie, thank you for joining me on the show.
1: Thank you so much for for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. Now, I'd love to talk about what somebody was doing before their current entrepreneurial venture. So we get a little bit of an idea of where you were coming from to where you are today. So taking back a little bit, what were you doing at the time at which you started to have this idea to create this uh, transformational program that you're currently operating?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I think, in, to just to put it in context, I actually have an undergrad and a grad degree in entrepreneurship. So I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So right before I, I started my online business, well, actually, I started it simultaneously when I was working in Silicon Valley. So I was like doing the whole tech startup thing, kind of bouncing from one tech startup to another. Um, and I was doing marketing and community management and building for B2B SaaS. So um, it was very dry for me. I like had a hard time finding passion, although I had a great time, you know, i worked with some really great people. Um, but deep down, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And just being in that environment, like kind of further pushed me to make that that decision and that jump.
0: Yes. Okay, so when when did you decide that you were on that path towards entrepreneurship. You had mentioned that your degrees in entrepreneurship, when did you make that decision or what prompted you in that direction? Because it's not often the case that someone has that in mind when they get started in school.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it might be helpful for the listeners to know, like when I was younger, my dad is an entrepreneur, not a traditional one. He is a mm-hmm. psychologist, but he built his own niche practice and actually taught himself to speak Spanish and became the only bilingual psychologist in our area. And he would always tell me, like, you're ne- like you're never going to make as much money as you want or be as happy or as free unless you work for yourself. And that always stuck with me. So I had that kind of role model growing up and seeing my dad and how he can make his own schedule and create his, you know, how much uh, like money he wanted to generate, just seeing how in control he was, that really kind of motivated me. And then when I I was, I went to college and then, like I said, I went to business school at Babson, which is actually number one for entrepreneurship in the country. It was like a dream to go there. And I graduated from their uh, MBA program in 2013. And then I went off and worked in Silicon Valley. And, you know, it's a very tumultuous um, environment. It, it's like one day your company raised $10 million, the next day everybody's laid off. So I, I got a job there as a community manager and I went through my first layoff. And because marketing is always the first to go. And uh, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, said to me, You know, you've been like, you've been a personal trainer for so long. Like you have such a good story. Like, why don't you start your own online business? And I was like, yeah, that's genius. So I started my online business in 2015 and then I got a new job in tech um, a few months later. So I was simultaneously doing both things at once. And then what ended up happening there is I worked for this new company for about nine months And I just remember being so unhappy that I said to my husband, I said, either they're going to fire me or I'm going to quit, but I give it two weeks because I'm like, I'm so done here. I'm just done. I have to go work for myself. And my business wasn't really, wasn't making anything at the time, maybe like a hundred dollars a month, like really nothing to live on. And two weeks later I got laid off and I was so happy And I got um, a nice severance package that started as some capital for, you know, my, my business. So that's really when I decided to um, make the jump. It was kind of forced upon me in a way, although I'm very spiritual. So I would tell you that I manifested that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, it's not always the case that someone says that it was an opportunity when getting laid off. Yeah. There's often different emotions that people experience at that time, but it is an opportunity for a change of direction. It's like a door that becomes open or kind of pushes you through it to do something. Now, you also mentioned that you had been a personal trainer for a while because what you're doing now incorporates that personal training element into it. And how or when did you get started as a personal trainer and how did that uh area of your life kind of influenced the direction that you're you're doing with your work now?
1: Yeah, so I grew up and I was kind of the classic chubby girl like I was overweight unhealthy and I was in like a group of friends and it was these three thin blonde girls and me like the heavy set brunette and I just felt so uncomfortable and as a woman you know, I'm sure it's the same to some degree for men, but especially as a woman, I felt like my self-worth was tied into my weight and my appearance. And I didn't perform in school. I was like a C minus student. I got in trouble. I was in detention a lot. Like there was a lot of that going on. And then, um, things changed for me. Once my parents dropped me off at at college, I went to school in downtown Boston and, you know, I was so excited. Like I was going to have fun and just live my life as like a free spirit. And I never remember my dad looking at me and saying, and I'm, I realized you know, how blessed I am. My parents paid for my college and my dad said, if you don't get, if you get anything below a B, you are going to move home. I'm gonna sell your car, that's it. And that conversation stuck with me and I knew I had to make a change and I knew that it had to start with my body because if I didn't feel good in the body, I wasn't gonna perform well. So the first week I got a gym membership, I started going to the gym every single day. And then I ended up losing too much weight and kind of went on the other end of the spectrum. And then, um, when I was about 20 years old, I started, you know, learning about nutrition and studying for personal training and then ended up becoming a trainer at like 21 And um, I learned about nutrition and just seeing how much of an effect it had on my life, because I went from like a C minus student to like an A student. I went from not having good friendships and relationships to having amazing friendships and relationships. So for me, I believe that the body was the gateway for me to create Mm -hmm. my dream life and attract like my partner and create this life that we have together. And I don't think that my life, I know it wouldn't be the same had I not done that. So seeing how much of an impact that had on me and how much I know that weight can affect women, I wanted to help other women live their dream life. And for many of them, Hmm. they have to address the body and the food stuff in order to do that.
0: Yeah, sounds like body transformation was a part of that, but also, reframing in your mind as well that came along with the changes in your body if I'm not mistaken
1: oh yeah absolutely and I think you know you bring up such a good point because I think that our identity is we will always act in accordance with our identity so Mm -hmm. the identity that I had at that at the time before I lost the weight was like you're lazy you're unhealthy you'll never be good enough and um so really like I had to flip that switch and I had to be like, okay, if I want to like keep this fun life of like staying in college, like partying and having fun, I've got to like buckle down. I've got to become self-confident. I've got to figure this out for myself. So I completely changed, you know, my identity. It was a true 180. Um, But that, yeah, it, it really had to be not just that external change, like you said, but also like a mindset change, an identity change as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you had mentioned that you had at one point started going the the wrong direction as far as your your weight and and becoming too thin. So Mm -hmm. and I think in that can also be a point at which that mindset needs to be there to know when is it okay to be where you're at? When when do you feel comfortable in your own skin? And so mindset is a big part of that. So when you got laid off, it created that opportunity to take your dream and to go all in and to pursue that path into an entrepreneurship and that you had planned on and you had been pursuing in your educational path and then kind of working on simultaneously with your um, employment as well, but that encouragement from your boyfriend, now husband and kind of opened that door. So talk a little bit about going all in and what that meant for you at the time.
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. Um... So I had gotten laid off that August and we were still living in a high rise, like very expensive studio apartment in San Francisco, the two of us. But it was like, not like, it was like, you're like, how are we going to pay for this? What are we going to do? Because, you know, it was just kind of a, a little bit of a turbulent time. And then my, uh, Varun, who's now my husband at the time, he had actually also started his own company. And he was like, I need to quit my job because I want to go all in on this. And we're like, okay, if I'm not making money and you're not making money, we need to figure out a better plan. So we ended up moving in with my parents. So we moved from San Francisco back to Boston because he had some investors out there. And we moved in with my parents and we thought that it was going to be for three months. And it ended up being for three years. And, We when I say we went all in to me, that means and I, again, recognize, you know, that I'm very fortunate and blessed and not everybody has this and I'm I'm super grateful for it. But I did have my parents house to go to and they were supporting us and they were there for us, you know, emotionally, financially in all the ways. Um, But, you know, to my own degree and my own experience, it was going all in because I went from. Mm living this, you know, glamorous city life to now live in, in my, uh, high school, <laughs> high school bedroom with my uh, boyfriend. Um, and you know, just taking, I remember just like taking out a bunch of credit cards and like just paying for coaches and software and systems and not knowing how I was, or if I was going to be able to pay it back, but just being so, um, I call it like no plan B energy, meaning that I told myself that you will figure this out and you don't care how long it's going to take you. And that really drove me. But that to me, like that no plan B energy that like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make these bold moves. That to me was the key. I I didn't even consider looking for another job. I was like, there is just no way. So yeah,
0: yeah. I like that no plan B energy energy. That is where you had to rest and continue to push forward with that passion, that desire, because there wasn't another option. There wasn't an alternative. This was going to be successful and you were going to see it through. So three months became three years. And during that time, you and your husband now were, were working on businesses simultaneously and getting things up and running. So talk, talk a little bit about that point at which you're started to feel like, oh, this, this is really taking off now. And what, what did that look like for you?
1: Honestly, it didn't take off, you know,
0: okay.
1: I, for a long time, <laughs> for yeah. years, Yeah. Um, you know, you, you hear, especially in the online space, mm-hmm. especially nowadays you hear like, oh, I just started my business and I made like $20,000 in my first week. Like you hear these <laughs> things. That was not my experience. Okay, I'm not the overnight success. Yeah. I uh, we moved in with my parents in 2016, and I had my first um, five figure month, which to me mm-hmm. was like my version of that's how I know when I'll be successful mm-hmm. when I hit that first ten thousand dollar month. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen until December of 2018. So it was like nearly almost it was like two and a half years of living with them, of just grinding every single day, figuring it out. No social life, going all in credit card debt like it was that. And then what was cool is that December was a great month and January was even bigger than that. April was like triple what I did in December. And I just at that point I knew And it also just so happened to be the year that we were getting married too. So it really helped because then we were finally able to move out after we got married. So, um, so yeah, so it it took time, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and say that I had signs of success before that, because I just remember feeling like it was really hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a realistic success story because the overnight success stories, are few and far between from my experience and talking with others. Generally, it takes time, it takes effort, persistence, patience and perseverance to really get to a point of success. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people quit, people stop because Mm -hmm. they just don't see it through and they find an alternative. But with that no plan B energy, you continue to see it through. And at the same year in which you were getting married, what good timing was that?
1: Yeah. Thank Excellent. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, with regards to the work that you're doing now, can you talk a little bit more about that and what that looks like and how you are helping individuals in that transformation, both body and in their lives?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I, um, you know, in my years of being a personal trainer, you know, and just being consumed in the diet industry and trends and all those things. One of the most surprising things I learned is that 97% of people who lose weight gain it back, which Mm. is just crazy, right? And I really wanted to understand why that was, because I've been so successful. I've maintained my weight loss for 18 years. I've, you know, become part of that 3%. And that's what I want my clients to be. Mm. So in my research, I really found that there are a few reasons why that happens, you know, For instance, there's a lack of sustainable programs. So a lot of things telling people just to not eat and work out a lot or give up all these foods, and then what ends up happening is the body rebounds. Um, Then there's a whole mindset and identity piece of like, you know, if people lose the weight, oftentimes they haven't done the inner work, they still think that they're overweight. And like I said, people will always act in accordance with their identity, so they self-sabotage. So what I do in my program, is I teach clients not just how to lose the weight, but I teach them how to actually switch over to long-term maintenance. And that's why, you know, we have such a high success rate and that's why our clients are able to maintain because I teach them the science behind like, okay, here's the science of fat loss and how we train metabolism after the fact so you can maintain your weight permanently, but also here's how to trust yourself around food. Here's how to step into your new identity. And I think because- we have this marriage between the science and the strategy but also like the mental spiritual and emotional piece of the human that to me is like a complete transformation and that's what i'm really passionate about doing you'll never see me be like lose 10 pounds overnight or like take this you know do this like crazy workout i'm i'm very very much about teaching people a permanent solution, because that's what I needed at the time.
0: Yeah, just like in business, the pre- perseverance and following plans and, and and changes in your mindset and your life really need to be ongoing. And there are often these these crash diets and programs and promises and take this pill and do this workout and fast for this amount of time. That are not necessarily creating a longer term solution for individuals that also could be detrimental to their long term if they are on these, what perhaps are meant to be shorter term plans. So I I really like that you're looking at the long term and then also looking at the data to see that you are making these changes that are sustainable over time. Do you provide any kind of a follow up for the individuals working with you or do they just kind of because they have seen the results end up saying, you know what, <laughs> I really want to continue with this in the, a portion of your program to allow them to continued maintenance?
1: Yeah, so we our program is really hands on and we work with clients yes. in six month segments, so every 6 months like we reevaluate things in a more formal yeah. way. But during the process, we do weekly check ins, they have phone calls, they have group calls, they have, they can message, you know, me and and their coaches. So it's an extremely hands on program, because for women, especially we have so much programming around Mm -hmm. what happens as we age and like our hormones Mm -hmm. and that is it going to be harder for me. So there's a lot of like deconditioning that has to happen. Um, but yeah, usually our clients stay with us anywhere from 12 to 24 months. So they get the full experience because Mm -hmm. once they've lost the weight, now I have to teach them how to maintain it, which is the most important piece. And I'm really, that's to me, like I said, it's the most important factor.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So in, in that process, do you also work with individuals on, their pursuit of other passions or is it mainly just focused on like that life and and body transformation with regards to mindset and the things we have already talked about
1: oh we talk about everything they talk about dating and relationships and their jobs and the businesses they want to start because everything is so connected and because for many women how they feel about their body um it affects how they show up in the world. You know, will they take that photo shoot? Will they take that speaking opportunity? Will they go out on a date? They're seeing all these decisions through the lens of how they feel about their body. So we talk about all of those different things and help coach them through all of those things because the weight is like a thread that pulls onto all Mm -hmm. these other aspects of their life.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know, it sounds like you get into some of that psychological, um, counseling in a sense, the work that you do. And I wondered if there is any influence in the work that your father did as a psychologist and what you looked at needing to be incorporated into your program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for, uh, for disclaimer sake, I'm not a therapist and this isn't therapeutic advice, but I would say, you know, as a coach, And I ask my dad a lot because my dad actually does evaluations for bariatric patients, like to mental evaluations to see if they're fit for surgery. And we talk a lot of just about people's mindset and like what causes the weight gain to happen and what causes self-sabotage and overeating and the success rates of these more extreme approaches like bariatric surgery. So I definitely have, you know, utilized a lot of my learnings and observations from him into my program. And I think just the overarching theme of that is like a person just isn't a body, you know, they're a person, the weight that somebody is carrying isn't just weight, it's a reflection of decisions that they made, because maybe they weren't feeling good about themselves, right. So Mm -hmm. we have to be able to have that empathy to, to understand that so that we can help coach people out of it, which is why you know, I think another reason why a lot of people are unsuccessful in weight loss is because they're only focused on the physical, but you have to change who you are from like the inside out.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I know from just briefly looking at your website, I think you also have some testimonials on there. Do you have any kind of stories that you would be able to share of someone that participated in your program and experienced some of those positive life changes?
1: Yeah, definitely. One of my very first online clients, her name is Shana. We worked together like eight years ago and she, she dropped 80 pounds and she's yeah. kept it off since. And then she became a personal trainer and nutrition coach. And now she works for me. So oh, wow. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, because it really shows like the full circle moment and how somebody mm-hmm changed their entire life by dropping the weight. So to me yeah. that one is like so inspiring and other clients love having her on my team because she can speak to them like as somebody who's been through what they're going through and has, you know, maintained for so long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I like I like that story because it's somebody who not only participated in the program, the work that you were doing, found success so much so that they decided that this is their life path and passion as well, that they want to help others and are working with you to do, to do exactly that.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Now, if you are to be approached by someone in regards to entrepreneurship that says, you know, I am interested in starting a business, what is one piece of advice that you like to give to somebody who speaks about starting a business?
1: I would say that if you're serious about it, there is anything will work if you work it. Mm -hmm. And this is something I have to remind myself of all the time, by the way. Mm -hmm. But you do have to commit and you have to be certain in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have that no plan B energy or else you will fall to the wayside and you'll wonder why everybody else was successful and you're not. I mean, people ask me all the time people that i took business coaching classes with, you know, 8 years ago, they're like, how did you do it? I'm like, you just gave up. You know, I just mm-hmm. kept going. And that's really the only difference. So, committing to that and letting go of the timeline because it might take longer, it might take a lot longer than you anticipate, but if you get there, who cares? Like my husband actually calls this mentality walking to your Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It's almost he's like it's like everybody else in life that's doing their corporate thing. And that's their choice. And it makes people happy. They're like in their BMWs driving by us. And we're just like walking to our Ferrari. And I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. I don't care how long it takes. Because at the end of the day, I get a Ferrari and to me, <laughs> a Ferrari is like freedom. It's, you know, abundance, it's being able to give back, it's being able to make decisions, because I don't have to worry about, you okay. know, like going to work for somebody else. So I think if you if you can get yourself into that mentality of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to see this through. I don't care how long it takes and I will get there. Then it is impossible that you will fail.
0: Yeah. That is solid advice. I think so many times we look at what others are doing or the time frame it took them to get to a certain point, And that is discouraging. So going back, walking this path out, no matter how long it takes, no plan B energy. Yep. I love, I love that advice. Now, there's another question I'd like to ask all of my guests. If you were to be handed a million dollars, no restrictions, what would you do with that money to invest it in your business or another endeavor and why?
1: So I, w- I really want to start a foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if a million dollars is enough to start a foundation, but I would do my research and figure it out. But I really want to start a foundation um, where I – open up or I'm able to um give healthy food options to food deserts and mm-hmm. starting in the US. That's something I'm really passionate about because just knowing how much nutrition can influence somebody's health and also kids focus and things like that. Like when they're in school, a lot of these places that are considered food deserts, the kids are getting like chips and like cookies mm-hmm. for breakfast and That's not the best food to be fueling young minds and bodies. So, that's something that I'm like really, really passionate about and I will do someday. But that's if I had to, you know, take a million dollars and invest it in something, that would be my next endeavor.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really like that answer. That's also expands upon your why, where you can see beyond just your own financial gains and can look to how you can then give back in another way as well so and it definitely ties into exactly where your mission is as well so if anyone wants to reach out to you to find out more about the work you're doing or to connect with you what's the best way for someone to connect with you jamie
1: Yeah, definitely add me on Facebook or Mm -hmm. on Instagram. My uh, username is just my name, Jamie Morocco, and feel free to follow me, send me a message, um, and I'll be sure to reply back.
0: Perfect. I love that. And I would definitely encourage people to reach out. Um, Now, just as a, a side note to that, do you only work with women or do you also work with men?
1: we work with women primarily. Okay.
0: All right. Just want to take
1: a client, but it's 99% women.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the mission. I love the work that you're doing your own personal transformation story and going from three months to three years in your parents' home, getting married and finding some freedom through the work you're doing in a way that's also satisfying and fulfilling their mission. So Thank you very much for your time, Jamie. It was a pleasure talking with you today.
1: Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for having me.